When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, everybody, welcome to the latest episode of All Too Real 2. My name is Michael E. Collin II, and with me, as always, is... is Matthew... I'm not going to make up a fake name, middle name this time. They say us. So, there it is. It's an amazing name. Um, mm-hmm. Today on the show, in part of our Pilot Error um, series, we are covering... A show that should have been picked up. Yeah. It <laughs> really should have. This is actually one of the good ones. Um, <laughs> yep. It was uh, a show entitled North Hollywood. Um, created by and written by Judd Apatow and directed by Judd Apatow. The Tau. Yep. Good old Judd Apatow, you know? So, um, so um, show stars... Jason Siegel, Amy Poehler, Kevin Hart, January Jones, Judge Reinhold, um, Phil Hendry, a bunch of people. So, <laughs> Colin Hanks is in it um, <laughs> as himself. Um, it's a pretty funny show. Um, the uh, as this article that I'm reading says, this might just be the best television show that was never made. <laughs> it was a, it was a edgy, blistering satirical comedy about a group of young actors and comedians trying to crack in the industry of Hollywood. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was great. I mean, this is basically like what Blit happens wanted to be. I think. You yeah. Know? Basically just put it. Yeah. Yeah. Which would, Will probably be the episode that airs right before this is Blit happens. So <laughs> <laughs> the um yeah we um this uh this article that I'll be referencing as we talk about this is um written by Shannon Malloy for uh, News Corp Australia. So <laughs> <laughs> yes, so that's what I'm referencing here for some of the facts about this episode here. Um, So basically uh, the story behind this first off, you know, just a little background here on this, from this article. Um, The, uh, 
ABC wanted to do an edgy, groundbreaking comedy at the tower called. It was around the time Curb Your Enthusiasm was very, very popular. And so we did this show. And then he says, I don't think any show has not been picked up faster. <laughs> Which is sad. When ABC wow. passed on the show, he took it to HBO, where there was a brief uh, flutter of interest before they, too, declined in order to pursue another comedy pilot called Entourage. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's a decision that's uh, seemingly implausible today that um, roll call of stars and plot sound like pretty appealing and binge-worthy. Yeah. But this was 2001 when this came out. Oh, wow. When this, when this was made. So this is pre-How I Met Your Mother, Jason Siegel, pre-selling out, uh, you know, stadiums, Kevin Hart, and uh, pre-Parks and Rec, Amy Poehler. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. And pre a lot of things. I mean, yeah. Um, I mean, Judd Apatow, he was, he was just really ahead of his time for most of his career, really. I mean, just a lot of stuff that we kind of take for granted now. And I want to say this is probably right, a- right after Undeclared and um, Freaks and Geeks with Judd Apatow, you know? So, right. It's just like how some people just like, it's like, not only do they have their finger on the pulse, they're the ones that are creating the pulse prematurely before anyone else even knows it's, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. And I mean, like, January Jones went on to be on, uh, I think, Mad Men and other things and stuff. So she, you know, she became huge, too. So it's just like all four of the main or not. Yeah, all four of the main cast members were like are like became huge after this. So. <laughs> On some of the best television that's been out since then, you know what I mean? So yeah. So, um, what happens in this episode here, Matt? Uh, Jason Siegel's uh, character, with his name is Gary, he's like he wakes up, he's pumping himself up to go to work, and you know they kind of have like a you know morning routine thing going on, and uh, he's you know. He's getting like makeup put on him for like you know playing um <clears throat> what they call Frankenstein, but it's technically Frankenstein's monster. If you want to be you know yes real about it, it's Frankenstein. It's Doctor Frankenstein is the guy who made the monster. Okay, and I'm not sure if the monster ever had a name. I'm not sure. I haven't read the novel, but um, I'll take their word for it. But you know, so it kind of looks like. Like, oh, man, he's going into work, you know. It turns out that he's, like, one of these guys who dresses up as a character at, like, you know, um, like a certain part of town where, people, like, tourists are at or whatever. And, um, you know, he's just supposed to scare them, you know, because, you know, he's he's a tall guy, you know. And, um, but yeah. he's kind of, like, doing his own little things. Like, doing, like, <laughs> some soliloquy, soliloquies from the Mary Shelley novel and stuff. <laughs> You know, stuff like that. He knocks, he knocks a hand off one of the kids, and he like, you know, he's kind of really getting into it. But yeah, he ends up. This girl, you know, she asks her mom, you know, if she can hug Frankenstein. So she's like, he goes into this weird monologue and like scares her. Yeah, it's uh kind of sad i mean it's kind of like i think i think what that was like kind of a play on is like when you go to like universal studios in hollywood or 
or on Florida, they have people walking around dressed up like monsters and dressed up like Groucho and, um, you know, Charlie Chaplin and all these people and Lucille Ball and whatnot, you know, walking around. So, yeah, I think that's kind of what it was about, kind of. But yeah. they do that in LA, I think, where it's like, well, um, there, there's there's like a place on on um like actually near where Jimmy Kimmel's films his show like on the on um Hollywood Boulevard where people walk around dressed up like mainly like superheroes and Star Wars characters and shit like that. But oh, okay. um yeah, this was more like a place where he was hired to do this. The on Hollywood Boulevard, that's all just done by the people. Oh like okay. like they're basically like a lot of times they're like homeless people and stuff like that that just decide, hey, I'm gonna dress up like the Incredible Hulk and walk around. <laughs> you know. And then get right. my picture taken with people. It's technically not legal, but they, but Hollywood kind of turns an eye at it, you know. So, like, you know, whatever. Yeah, I, like let them, let them make some money, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, it's a re- there's really sad stories too. Like there was a just a couple documentaries about it, and the really sad stories about the guy that was the Superman on um, there for years who died a few years ago. And he mm-hmm. was found in a. He was found inside of like a recycling bin. Oh god. For like old clothes and stuff that he was trying to steal stuff out of. Oh. He was found dead in there and stuff and he he had drug problems and stuff like that. It was just, you know. But he looked a lot like Christopher Reeve, so Oh. Yeah. Sad story, but um yeah, look into that. I don't know there's I'll I'll look up the oh there's like Confessions of a Superhero is one of the uh movies that I watched about him. So, yeah. It's kind of sad, but, um, anyway, so, um, back to something happier, this show. So, um, (laughs) yeah, so he's basically, you know, he wants to be a serious actor, but he's like kind of stuck in this, uh, you know, amusement park or whatever the hell it is dressed up as Frankenstein's monster, you know, so. Yeah. And his boss is really mean to him, telling him that he can't, you know, he can't do his own thing that he just has to do it you know, dumb gestures, like put his hands out. <laughs> Plus he said something too sneezing on the tourists. Like in post COVID world, when I hear stuff like that, I'm like, man, like, <laughs> <laughs> like they just said, go ahead and do shit like that. Like, I don't like, think you really something. wanted them to sneeze on them as much as pretend he was sneezing. You know? Well, you know, yeah. maybe I took it literally because I'm so like, yeah. So like, so cautious now about that kind of stuff. Like, sneezing. Yeah. Whatnot, getting fluids and yeah, uh, <laughs> all that jazz. <laughs> yeah, I got my uh, I got my pin that I've been wearing lately too. That just says uh, it says um, fully vaxxed, fully vaxxed, still not a hugger. <laughs> yeah, which cool. I like yep. that. I'm not gonna hug you, people. So don't try to hug me if you see me in public. I mean, I, I like. I like hugs, but they have to be of the right. Um, they have to be the right kind of hug. Yeah, and they have to be sincere. Well, not just sincere. They have to be. Um, mm-hmm. What's the word? Natural. I guess that's the only word I could think of. So yeah, if I, I'm, I can I'm sense not, I'm not hugging someone, a stranger. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> oh, probably not. It depends, though. Um, but like, if um, if I can feel that like a hug is not one hundred percent comfortable. I just feel like I, I can't do this. It's just that it doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel like a hug is supposed to feel like a hug. You know, a yeah. hug is a hug is a hug. It's, it's like its own definition. You just know it. You know? 
or you don't know, mm-hmm. but you know, I know. And regardless, but, you know, if somebody doesn't want to be hugged, don't hug them, people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, personal space is, you know, important. Yeah. Boundaries are you know, very important. Don't don't just, you know, it's not like the old days where you could just be like, hey, hey, chop, you know, ch- chip off, really chop off the old black, really chip off the old black or whatever. Like, I, this guy, I doubt he's going to listen to this podcast, so this doesn't make, you know, it's not going to matter. But, like, when I was working at the print shop, this guy... He was like way, way, way too like affectionate. Like, 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 like his whole thing, like his whole love language was just like put his hand on your shoulder. It's like, just like, and like it was just like great on me. Like, because he would just do it. Like, he wouldn't even ask for. I mean, I know it's kind of awkward to ask first. Like, it's okay if I put your shoulders, but like, like he would just go do it, and then I'd be like, you know, trying to get my work done or whatever, and he'd be like you know, good job, like, you know, he's, like, very, like, doozy, like, he was, you know, he was nice, he was kind of, like, a coach, almost, like, probably, like, a like, he probably worked at some kind of, like, like, um, counselor at some point in his life, or whatever, like, giving encouragement to people, or whatever, but, like, yeah, like, he would just, like, his, his move was just, like, both hands on both shoulders, and it would just, like, inst- like, he wouldn't even, there would be no warning, either, like, he wouldn't even see it coming, just, like, boom, it's kind of creepy. Like, um, I did not. He was, he was really kind, man. I, I think he was like super religious. You know, you know how they are. Yeah. But, <laughs> anyway, so so what else happens in this episode here, Matt? <laughs> uh, besides the PTSD memories of no, yeah, uh, yeah. So um, so we, yeah, we see his 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 arc of the story, but then we get into like Kevin Hart's um his his arc. He's he, you know he's like he's a stand up comedian. He's also an actor. He uh, he's really excited because he got this beer commercial. <laughs> and he keeps watching, which is so oh, it's like it, I like I know it's satire, but like I can almost see a commercial like that from that era. Oh yeah, being like like that, like just that very like like it was like you know Kevin. He's like about to get married. And then, like the priest is like saying something like, "Will you share your beer with your wife?" And he's like, "No," or whatever. It's just stupid. Like, what was this like? You can taste or something like that, yeah. or like, yeah, I don't remember what he said. Taste or like something. I don't know. It was kind of sad. <laughs> it, was, it was meant to be sad, you know, funny. No, I know, but I'm just saying, sadly so, funny. <laughs> It's sad because, like, a commercial like that probably existed in 2001. Like, I'm, I'm almost certain that. Oh, yeah. Um, and then um, Gary, he's, like, he's in the background, like, pretending to work out. He's barely even doing anything. Like, yeah. It, like, but somehow he was sweating the whole bunch, which is weird because he wasn't, like, hardly doing anything. But, um, and then we find out then they have a third roommate who's actually, I think, like, the like she's the one that's kind of has the house, I guess. Yeah, uh, and, um, she, she kind of like runs the house or something. It's Amy Poehler's character, which I don't know her name. Don't know, don't know Kevin Hart's name in this, um, his name show. in the show is Kevin Hart. Oh, it is okay. Well, yeah, but it's spelled differently. In reality, his name is H A R T. In the show, it's H E A R T. Gotcha. <laughs> so, one, so, like and, we we did this with Blit happens. Which you know we'll we'll probably release before this episode, but um, this was like an era in television when 
they really, really started to go all in on the whole, like, we're going to do a show where we actually mention the real actors' names yeah. in the show itself, but they're part of the show. Like, everyone seemed to, like, want to get involved in that all at the same time. And fortunately... Yeah, um, and, and Amy's character was named Wendy. Wendy, that's right, it was Wendy. <laughs> so, in this, in this show, Wendy is... Um, her job is... Um, the assistant to Judge Reinhold, not not a kid, not an act, not the character, the actor Judge Reinhold. So he, yeah. the actor, is in the show now, just like how it happens. Cameron Diaz, whatever. I'm not even going to talk yeah. about that again. But, um, uh, <laughs> we already did that once, but yeah. So yeah, he she's the she's the the personal assistant to Judge Reinhold, and um, he um, yeah, who plays himself. And, um, it's, it's pretty funny. Um, he's like basically kind of neurotic and stuff and worried about things. And he finds out about a, uh, she's, she's decided that she wants to quit before she goes into work that day. And, uh, cause she wants to pursue her acting career. Um, there's, a. Uh, but Judge Reinhold finds out that there's a movie being filmed where <clears throat> they need a young Judge Reinhold type. So he's too old. he's too old to play that. But then they said then he asked if he could play the dad in the in the movie, and they said he's too young for that. And he says, "I'm too I'm too old to be myself, and I'm too young to be myself." <laughs> yeah. So they're they're looking for a Judge Reinhold type. So. uh Later on in this show, Wendy lets uh, lets Gary know about that so he can go uh, audition for it because she says you kind of look like a young Judge Reinhold, <laughs> <laughs> which he kind of does. <laughs> Jason, bit, Jason yeah. Siegel does a little, um, and uh, so yeah. There's there's another part where um, Kevin and Gary have dates over from their acting class. Mm-hmm. One of them is played by January Jones, who is kind of into uh, Gary, but he doesn't really see that. And he's kind of embarrassed. She sees like green on his, on his neck, asks him about that. And he says, well, I'm, I play Frankenstein. It's like, Oh, they're doing a remake of Frankenstein. <laughs> and then talks about how the British guy from the full Monty's in it with him <laughs> somehow. <laughs> <laughs> Which I found hilarious because the whole cast of the Full Monty are British guys. Exactly. <laughs> and he's like, it kind of reminded me of um, <clears throat> what was it? I think it was Forgetting Sarah Marshall, where like he gets caught in a lie, and he just like changes up the story. Yeah, like he kind of like does this little thing where he kind of like freaks his neck a little bit, and he's like. Yeah, actually, he's kind of weird about that because he said something about like, "Well, he's really cool." Actually, she's like, "Oh, can I can I come over and watch you guys on set?" And he's like, "Yeah, you know, he's kind of weird about that." Like, he said he was really cool. So everybody <laughs> wants to see him naked or something, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, ever since the movie came out, everyone, everyone wants to see his thing or whatever. <laughs> uh, Which I'm sure is not true. Um, well, uh, before- I mean, no offense. I'm just saying most people don't want to see a random dude's thing. Uh, <laughs> Well, before anybody wants to see anybody's things, do you want to take a break, Matt? 
Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> I don't know what that meant. Um, we'll be right back, folks. What is Gen X? What is the silent generation? What do generations have in common? Hi, I'm Trish the Dish from the Gen X Voice Podcast, and I invite you to listen to conversations I have with folks from different generations, backgrounds, beliefs, and experiences in an attempt to see what connects rather than divides us. Even though Gen X has been called slackers, Karens, or not mentioned at all in some cases, we are the bridge generation, so I feel compelled to do my part to destroy ageism by bringing all these voices together. And, as a bonus, each guest gets to answer some 80s questions at the end of each show. So download and listen to Gen X Voice today on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And let's see how much we have in common after all. Hi, this is Catherine, host of a new fashion podcast, The Real Fashion School Dropout. Join me as I interview guest every week in the fashion and beauty space and we gossip on all things fashion and beauty and even get into some personal stories of their journey in the industry you can find us on apple spotify pretty much wherever you get your podcast hope to see you there and we are back Nobody was showing anybody their things out during the break, I don't think. Nope. No I, no, I did not pull a Jeffrey Tubin, So Yes, that's good. Yeah. Yes. It is good. Yes, because we are on Zoom. And, um, yep. yep. <laughs> also recording on the Zoom, so it's weird. Yeah. But it's audio only, so I, even if I did, nobody would see it, so. Yeah. But I did not. I'm just being clarifying. I did not. Yes. Neither did I. Good. And Jeffrey Tubin is not on our call. So, um, we're good. So, um, back to North Hollywood. (laughs) Not, not the city, the sitcom pilot. Um, the, uh, the show that could have been, but wasn't. Yes. But if you think about it, we wouldn't have had Parks and Rec and we wouldn't have had, uh, um, probably wouldn't have had uh, how I met your mother or other things too. So a lot of a lot of things, which plus we wouldn't have all the great movies. Well, we might have had the great movies of John Abbott. So we don't yeah. know, but yeah. In an alternate universe, things are different. Yeah, just like I've the never show said what anything. if. I've never said anything more deep than that in my life. Oh yeah! In an alternate universe, things are different. I mean, it's very, it's very, yeah, it's true. Wow. Deep So, uh, anyways, throughout this episode, uh, we, we have, um, Jason Siegel's character of Gary. He visits his parents at one time. They're not very supportive of him. And they're, they're talking at one point and they're like, they're like, you know who I like as an actor? That Dan Rather. <laughs> the newscaster. And and it's like, who's that that, that Jay guy that hosts the Tonight Show? <laughs> he said that kid. He said yeah. that kid. Mike, what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Yeah, the, like, dad, um, the dad is played by <laughs> Phil Hendry, who is a Facebook friend of mine. So if you're listening to this for any reason, Phil, hi. And um, yeah, who is who did a he did also do a brilliant turn on an episode of Marin once too. So Phil Hendry, he's good. Yeah. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. okay, that's cool. Yeah, I believe he has his own podcast too. So um, yeah, <laughs> nice. Look him up. Um, anyways, uh, he uh, yeah, they, they're not really supportive of him. Um. So he goes off and there's a, like, um, Amy Puller, you know, finds out that there's this movie where they want a young Judge Reinhold, yeah, young Judge Reinhold and, uh, Judge Reinhold. Oh yeah. It was, there was a, there was a thing where he wanted her to, he says, he says, I was in the, I was in the grocery store and, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis had the Halloween theme as her ringtone. <laughs> <laughs> And he wanted the Beverly Hills Cop theme as his ringtone. <laughs> oh my God. And then she was like, I can't do that. I quit. You know, <laughs> just like. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um, I mean, I don't have the all too real two theme song as my. Uh... <laughs> oh, you no, I'm sorry, Matt. That's okay. I barely looked at that thing anyway. I made it. Yeah. Like what three well, years ago, something like that. Uh, I'll tell you what my ringtone is. It's whatever the default ringtone of the phone is. <laughs> yeah, I think mine is too. I used I used to do like their own like custom. I used to go ringtone. crazy. I'd have custom backgrounds. I'd have everything. Now I just have yep. the default whatever it is. I don't give a fuck anymore. <laughs> I know. It was it was fun while it lasted to do stuff like that. Like, oh, yeah. I know who this person is because I hear a custom ringtone. Yeah, you know. I used to always like I, I'd, I'd have a I'd have like the How I Met Your Mother theme song. Or speaking of you know Jason Segel, I'd get that one. But and then my background was like the cast of How I Met Your Mother. I'd have like a whole theming on my phone, or like oh, it was the Scrubs theme song, and it was the Scrubs cast, you know, or whatever. It would always be like TV or movie theme songs. But yeah, right. But now. Eats up too much space on my phone, so I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, I know. Plus, my my, my phone's on man. my phone's on uh, silent most of the time anyway, so I don't give. <laughs> yeah, hardly ever turn my ringer on. Um, yep. <laughs> my thing is, is I'll call somebody back when I notice that they called me. Um, <laughs> yep. Unless you're like you know like a business guy who's always got to have his phone on you know all times or whatever. Um, you know, even then, if somebody can't wait five minutes, because I'm usually checking my phone every five minutes at least, so um, <laughs> they can't yeah, wait five right, that's so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, my broker really needs to get a hold of me, yeah. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna take AMC to the moon. My god, these people, I, I know this is a really weird tangent, but man, some of these people are so freaking delusional about AMC. So like, they they think like this AMC stock is going to squeeze. They call it squeeze because all of these hedge funds are like basically trying to make the price of the stock really low. So they're trying to like basically so like so basically like all these people like regular people are trying to group together to essentially do it's almost like a lightsaber battle. So they're trying to manipulate the stock to go higher than what it's actually worth to counteract the thing, but like. Like some of these people, man, like, like, like they, I don't know if they themselves really believe it. If they're just like deluded themselves to the point of like just not seeing. Is that reality. like the whole GameStop thing 
that happen? Yeah, they're basically trying to do the same thing with AMC, and they've been doing it for like since January, so it's been going on for a long time. And the thing is, it did go up pretty high. So like from January of, the, of this year, I think like at its lowest point, like a single share of AMC was like maybe like a dollar or three dollars or something like that. And then sometime in June or July, I don't remember, it went all the way up to seventy dollars per share. So it's like if you got in for like a thousand shares back in January for about a thousand bucks, you held on, that would have been seventy thousand dollars. It's pretty decent money. Yeah. But like some of these people, they're thinking that they're going to wait, they're going to hold out. They and they, they have like these, like, it's almost like a cult, if you think about because they have like their own slogans and code words, and like they call themselves like the gorilla gang, or like, or they call themselves apes. And it's like, it's like a whole community driven thing. It's very much like a cult is. And like they have a phrase called hobbling, which is, means hold on for dear life, but they like, they say hobbling. Like, so like they, they miss they you know they mispronounced holding as hodling so it's like a cute little way of like having like a like a sort of like community which you know another thing cults do is like they make up their own terms and have their own language that distinguishes them from outsiders so it's very much like a cult and um if anyone ever if anyone ever like even hints at criticism or just even not even criticism even just like doubts they they accuse them of quote spreading fud and FUD stands for fear, uncertainty, and doubt. So, like, you're not allowed to have any of it's, it's It literally operates like a cult. Like, that's not just me saying that. That's like the definition of like how cults operate. Like, that's. And that's thank you all for tuning into All Two Stocks <laughs> with Matt. <laughs> all Two Stocks by. No. So, anyways, I, I'll, I'll wrap up my points. I know I'm, getting, I'm yeah. taking a long time. But so, you didn't come here to listen to me talk about AMC. <laughs> all right. But, um, but you're, you're, you're here, so you can't. Of course, but um, so some of these people, I again, I don't know if they actually believe this or just they're telling other people to believe it so that they can make more money by investing more in stock. Probably the latter, maybe some in the former who are just that delusional. They're saying that they're going to wait until AMC gets to one hundred thousand to five hundred thousand dollars per share. Wow! I'm like it's a fucking movie studio. Like, like, no, that's like, not even a movie studio. It's a, it's I mean, a, it's, it's a movie theater chain. A chain, but even, yeah. even so, nothing is like just for, just for like a, uh, analogy or a, a comparison, is that the Berkshire Hathaway company that's formed that was founded by Warren Buffett. Okay, that's a holding company that. Its entire business model is just buying up other businesses. Like that is the business itself, right? So, at, at one point, that became like two hundred thousand dollars per share. But that was after like fifty years of just buying up all these different things. And, that, and that's a holding company, right? That's that, yeah. that's not. So AMC is just a theater chain. It's not buying up like eight thousand other businesses, like. It, 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 there's, there's no way. There's no way that that's. I mean, and like some of these people, they're, they're like, they're like, I'm gonna hold on. That's like, I'm pretty sure you missed your opportunity at seventy bucks because now it like it like goes around like thirty eight to forty bucks, and it just it kind of teeter totters from that every single week. Like I think you missed the opportunity. Like just cut your losses, do what you want, but this shit's not going to one hundred thousand dollars per share. It's just no. Anyway, that's my little. Uh, Okay, so back to the show. <laughs> All two stocks is over. <laughs> All two stocks with Matt. 
You know, yeah. if you'd like to hear more about that, make sure you subscribe to that show. That doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. It won't exist. <laughs> <laughs> it's all two stocks. All he does is talk about two stocks. He just talks about AMC and GameStop. AMC and GameStop is the only ones I know about. <laughs> so, um, anyways, um, in the show, um, Gary ends up uh, going to audition for uh, this movie. And uh, he somehow gets in there because he knows somebody or something at the audition. Some girl. <laughs> and uh, anyways, he... Goes in auditions. They, he gets a call back later. Um, and uh, before that, he uh, he did have you know after his date with this uh, with January Jones character named May. Um, he, uh, which I find funny because in reality her name's January, but on the show she plays May. Right, exactly. It's, it's funny. <laughs> I like that. I like that. <laughs> I do. Yeah. So, um, she ends up seeing him at the uh, at the Universal Studios or wherever he is, dressed up as a uh, Frankenstein's monster, <laughs> and is like all pissed off at him because she lied to him. But then he basically says, "Oh, I did that because I was embarrassed, but I I, I love you and well, I like not love you. I like you, blah blah blah, you know. <laughs> not love you. It didn't go to love you. No, no. <laughs> I love you. Yeah, it just went really crazy, you know. And those he, he Ted Mosby did. And um the uh, <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the um anywho, um she basically forgives him and then, you know, just basically admits that she likes him and that's she didn't care about him being in a movie she just wanted to see him yep uh what else happens here matt um well uh kevin he he you know his his set you know was like a, a hit at the comedy club um so he was excited about that um he, uh at one point judge shows up at the house and just hangs out with Kevin because he's sad that Wendy quit on him. So they start um, writing a script for Beverly Hills Cop 4, <laughs> which I kind of wanted to see. Um, be honest. It, it's funny. There's actually, right now, Beverly Hills Cop 4 is in, is in uh, like pre-production. Yeah, exactly. And, and he, ne- Netflix you know, Kevin or something. Said he yeah. wanted to play Teddy, his... Um, like a cousin or something like that of Eddie Murphy's character, I guess, or yeah. something like that. And like, they just came up like with this whole thing. Like, like it was, it was really funny to kind of, yeah. it kind of reminds me of like, like when we were younger and stuff. Well, like, then again, judge Reinhold probably was like older than you at this point in time. <laughs> you know, yeah. but, like just like when we were younger, like we just come up with ideas and literally just like, idea after idea would just come out like this weird shit, you know, like, yeah, which we need to write some of these, man, someday. <laughs> I know. You know it, it's easy them. to just spit out ideas. It's not as easy to actually write, write them it. and, yeah. you, know, and you know, structure them and stuff like that. That's where the, you know, the real work comes in. Uh, <laughs> yes. But, any, but anyways, uh, they, they end up yeah. creating this whole crazy thing for that. It's, it's, it's pretty funny. Um, the, uh, yeah. Um, Gary found out he had a callback or whatever, and he's freaking out, and he uh, 
his nose is bleeding and he's on, you know, trying to throw up <laughs> on the toilet. He can't tea. throw. Yeah. <laughs> so disgusting. Why do you have to do that? Like I was telling my dad that earlier. I'm like, why do people always have to like throw in something really disgusting? Like, like that's like well, that's like my one pet peeve about. When we get to the trivia, I'll it. explain that. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it just lasted way too long too. It was like two minutes. Yeah. Minute, so. <laughs> um. So uh. So anyways, Gary ends up going to his audition, and he says it's down to him and another guy. Gets in there. There's a guy sitting there, and, he, and he's like, "Hi, I'm Gary." And he's like, "Hi, I'm Colin," and it's Colin Hanks. And and he says, he says, says, uh, "Yeah, they're looking for a young Judge Reinhold here. You look kind of like a young Tom Hanks." <laughs> and he's like, "Well, he's my dad." And Gary doesn't believe him at first. And he's like, "You're joking, right?" And he's like, "No." <laughs> right. So yeah, he's. Auditioning against Colin Hanks, who goes in and like kills the audition right before Gary. Gary right. goes in there and is really awkward and you know stereotypical, like what you expect in a scene like that, where you know he can't make the people laugh and everything like that. And you know, and he's like, "Why is he making them laugh? It's a drama." <laughs> right. Like, is there a joke in here? <laughs> like he's you know, trying to yeah, trying and, to figure it out. And and it was funny too because earlier. In the episode, Judge Reinhold says, you know, it was up against me and Tom Hanks for Splash, right? <laughs> right, he did say that. That's- so, so so it's like, Gary's the new Judge Reinhold, and Colin's the new Tom Hanks, and it's just like... Right, was 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 that true, though? Was he really? Yeah, he was, oh. he was one of the people considered for it. Okay, yeah, that would have been the, totally I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that Tom was the first choice, but if Tom would have backed out, I think Judge Reinhold had the role. Interesting. Yeah, that would have been a totally different movie. Just like Back mm-hmm. to the Future would have been different with um, Eric Stoltz. With, yeah, yeah, yeah. Eric Stoltz. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> anyways, Gary ends up not getting the role. Colin Hanks gets it, but Gary gets us another role that they said was perfect for him. And the, right. yeah, um, Wendy ends up going back to Judge Reinhold as well. Though at the point she comes home and she sees a. She sees Judge and Kevin talking about the whole thing, and, and she's just like, you're not going to make Beverly Hills Cop 4 with Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, th- there's that. And then, um, yeah, it's uh, so so uh, the end where they're all on the set of, uh, of Gary's movie that he's in, and he has, like, one line. He's, like, getting all prepared for it and stuff and like his parents are there and they're all happy and everything and then then he's like he's like you want to go get some donuts they got free donuts here just tell everybody you're an extra <laughs> right yeah <clears throat> yeah it was a pretty good was, it, was uh, a, it was a pretty good pretty good uh show though i think i i would have loved to i mean who knows you know maybe they can you know try it out again you know with different actors obviously but um yeah like um in this article um, Judd Apatow says, uh, um, he, he says, he says, uh, because he had just, you know, produced when this was written and when this article was written, he had just started producing, um, love on, on, uh, Netflix. <clears throat> and he said, uh, he said, uh, said, uh, should the streaming service give him scope to revisit other past ideas? The producer said he'd love to look at North Hollywood again. I'd like to try that just to see 
what we would have to pay everybody, he laughed. <laughs> so, yeah. Right. Yeah. I know because everyone is like a huge star. Yeah. Like everyone. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I mean, that would be a. Yeah, it was just. Uh, oh, yeah. Also, too. So, like, the. Like the the movie that, that they're auditioning for was Orange County, so now we have another meta moment where a real movie that was coming out is referenced in the hmm. show and Colin Hanks was in Orange County. Was it Orange County? Yeah, that's what they said in the, the, the episode. Did they? I didn't even hear that. They said it was Orange County. Um, but uh, Orange County is a comedy. It's not a drama. So that's maybe that's the joke is because he thought it was a drama. Maybe oh, okay. didn't understand it was a comedy. But I, I didn't know, know that they were referencing. Um, I never heard them say Orange County, so I guess I wasn't paying attention totally. So okay, <laughs> or maybe maybe I heard it because it was Colin Hanks. Maybe I like aud- auditory. Yeah. Uh, um, injected it really inject because I, it I, did make I, sense because I don't remember a scene in Orange County where there was a fraternity house. There. I haven't seen it in so many yeah, years. Um, but I don't know. Anyways, um, <laughs> do you want to hear some trivia here about this? Yes. Okay, we only got two trivia things here. And there's also no user reviews on IMDb for this for some reason. Okay. Which is weird, because normally we have like good and bad reviews to read for these uh, pilots, but this one doesn't have any. Um, Judd Apatow had Kevin Hart and Jason Segel live together for a week to help them get into character. Wow. Um, so here, here's here's an, the other trivia. When Jason Siegel leaned over the toilet to shoot a scene, his nose started bleeding profusely. Oh, no. <laughs> Instead of breaking until it subsided, they worked the nosebleed into the show. So not only <laughs> was that gross, that was actually real blood. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Because he was just supposed to like wow. try to throw up when he couldn't throw up. Not, not you know, right. like no, no, that was what you know was written in there. But then his nose started bleeding while he was down there, so they wrote that into there. God, that was so disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So yeah, that, that that's a little bit of trivia here. Um, yeah, I I really liked this show. I thought it was good. I think it could have lasted. I mean, if they would have, you know. Got a got a chance, but yeah, around that time though, it probably wasn't the. It was probably just a little too early early for it or something. I mean, like like most of the stuff, like Freaks and Geeks and Undeclared, which were Judd's previous two shows before this. You know, they, those were kind of early too, in my opinion. You know, yeah, especially Freaks and Geeks. Undeclared yeah. was a little bit more mainstream appeal. Um, yeah, but it was still kind of weird. Yeah, for it was, network. It was too weird for network television, in my opinion. Because this is during the era of network television where they would play the theme song mm-hmm. at the end of the episode, no matter what like happened at the end of the episode. Well, yeah. So like if something terrible happened, they still would play his upbeat music at the yeah. very end. Like that was that era of mm-hmm. TV. Yeah, and I mean it's it's like yeah, and it like a lot of shows that came out back then would be huge on streaming now, you know? Oh yeah. But we're like nothing then. So yeah, wild yeah. So any any other thoughts here, Matt? Before we wrap things up here, uh, no, no, not, I can't think of anything. Okay, well, um, yeah. If, if you want to see this episode, I can give you a link, folks. Just message me at mike at cullenpark dot com. Also, with anything else you want to 
let us know. Uh, check out our um, alltoorealtwo.com for uh, links to our our you know episodes and our social meds and um, whatnot. Yep. Um, give us a five star review on Apple Podcast if you could. That would really really help us. You know, we're trying to get more listeners. Um, if you like the show, tell your friends. You know, tell your enemies. Your enemies, your colleagues, your family, your acquaintances. You know, we're like Dennis Reynolds. We're five-star men, and we we demand to be rated as such. Yes, and we would like you to, like, you know, just tell random strangers. Mm -hmm. Just, just, Just walk up to somebody. You know, stay, stay, stay socially distanced at least um, while you do this, you know, and just be like, hey, have you heard about all2real2.com? Go check out the website. It's a good podcast. And don't hug them, though, either. Yeah, don't, don't, don't hug them unless they, you know, ask you to. And even then you might not want to because right now there's, yeah. a, there's a pandemic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's probably not a good thing to hug anybody right now. Probably not. Not yeah. for at least. I mean, I mean, maybe years. maybe your husband or wife or whatever. You know, go ahead and hug them. But you know, yeah. your kids, your dogs, yeah. cats, turtles, your pillow at night when you're crying. Oh wait, G- gripping your my pillow tight. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Thinking about all the things that are wrong with your life, and you're just like, I got that guy Mike Lindell now he's got a new thing where you have Bible verses on the pillows because that's what every person wants is a pillowcase with fucking Bible verses on it and um, you know is that a little bit sacrilege? I mean, getting yeah, pillows like sweaty and shit like that. I mean, yeah, like- and it's it's also it's also kind of weird too. Like, I mean, <clears throat> would you want a Bible verse there if you're like having sex with your partner? On the bed with a pillow, just I think they would just maybe throw the pillow somewhere else at that point. Hopefully, yeah, but they shouldn't um, throw the Bible verses on the floor either, you know. So I'm just exactly because now that's that's another sacrilege. Just throwing the holy word on the floor. Mm-hmm. That's like you know, like like I, I I don't know how it's like in Christian religion, but like I think like in Islam, like they have like like certain protocols, like for like a Quran that's like completely. Yeah up like it can't be salvaged anyway you know and all this kind of stuff because you know it's like you know the word of god you can't not just gotta throw it out the floor i mean i mean a lot of religions think it's sacrilegious if you take like a bible or a quran or a talmud or whatever holy writings that you have and you put like mm. like if i were to like have a bookshelf where the books were on top of each other as opposed to like side by side and mm. like if i put like say cat in the hat on top of the bible people would think that's sacrilegious Oh, it's, it's, I mean, that's, that's what the, you know, guy told me at the mosque once when I was, when I was like a very new Muslim, like very new, like six months in, and I was, um, and I was, uh, sleeping because people stay there all night during that night. And I, I had this, you know, Quran on the floor, you know, after I, the guys kind of gently told me like, yeah, you know, we kind of don't do that here, <laughs> oh, <laughs> God. you know, but even nowadays, like, you know, I'm not even like very super religious anymore of any religion for that matter. Um. You know, whether it's Islam or Baha'i faith, um, I still don't feel right. Like sometimes I'll, I will have another book on top of it. And I, I'll switch it out. Like just, it just doesn't feel right. You yeah. Know? <laughs> I, 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 I try to always keep that like that too myself. It's, uh, it, it just doesn't feel right. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's weird right. though. You know, I don't understand having Bible verses on 
The my pillow, yeah. I had to help my dad order a my pillow online the other day. That felt really weird to me. But um, anyways, <laughs> <laughs> come on, yeah. Uh, he because because he, he already well, well he already had one. <laughs> okay. And my okay. my nephew liked it and wanted one himself, so my dad bought one for my nephew. Okay, all right. That's you know, yeah. That's forgivable. <laughs> But my dad doesn't understand technology that well, so I had to help him order it. So that was kind of weird. But anyways, um, so <laughs> oh, really bad. Yeah, must have felt. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going on Satan's website and ordering Satan's pillow. But um, oh. <laughs> yeah, yep, 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 yep. Anyway, so um, yeah, give us a five star review, folks, and um, <laughs> yeah, go go and tell people about the show. Um. Check out our social media. Um, check out our Patreon. Also, uh, check out our T Public. You can get that's some that's somewhere where you should buy stuff. I think you can. You I don't know. You might be able to get pillowcases on there. So you know, I'd rather have an all too real two logo on a pillowcase than Bible Ooh. verses. <clears throat> I kind of like that idea actually. Yeah. So if they don't uh, have them on there, demand case. demand that they make pillowcases. Tell them to do that. So. But, uh, you know, go out there, don't hug people unless they want to be hugged. And um, (laughs) (laughs) wear a mask, folks. Wear a condom. And um, bye bye Thanks for listening to All Too Real 2 Podcast, a Cullen Park production. Produced and edited by Michael E. Cullen II. Music by Matthew Haas. Subscribe and share the show. Visit us at CullenPark.com.